This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's season two, episode 27 of the Golden Bee Podcast. This is the final Warriors breakdown, meaning the Vancouver Warriors of the National Lacrosse League breakdown uh, with Earl Thomas and I on Thursday, May the 4th, as we wrap up the Warriors season, but we're not cutting off just the Warriors. We're actually uh, previewing the NLL playoff picture and now the NLL playoff picture is such that they're at the conference finals uh, with Toronto playing the Buffalo Bandits and the Calgary Roughnecks uh, playing the Colorado Mammoth. So have a listen to Earl and I breaking down uh, what's happening with the National Lacrosse League. All right, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, May the 4th. This is the final uh, bi-weekly Warriors breakdown. We've had uh, two this week or two in the last week, because Earl and I are going to wrap up um, the Warriors season and also wrap up um, and get started talking about the NLL playoffs, which actually start happening tomorrow. And so, Earl, how are you? I know you're excited to uh, share a number of uh, stats on our game last week that we saw against the New York Riptide, uh, but also um, we've got team awards to talk about and things like that. Always happy to talk about lacrosse and NIL lacrosse. Right. The greatest game on two feet. The greatest game on two feet and one of the oldest games on two feet if you're a Canadian, given the fact that it's our national sport. And we've got sports like basketball and obviously, of course, hockey, which gets the the most profile out of anything. Um, So, yeah, last week's game against the Riptide was disappointing, I think we can say, just because they lost 16 to 8. I think you and I both agreed that without Keegan Ball and uh, Reed Byring in the lineup, they suffered a lot. Um, oh, yeah. I think without their energy, their leadership, their skills, uh, their goal-scoring prowess, that uh, probably would have been a, maybe a better game and a closer game um, had those guys been in the lineup. So they finished the season, obviously, um, in last place in the West, which is kind of disappointing. Um, and... Um, you know, they don't make the playoffs this season. Um, and now we're on the outside looking in at the um, at the, the playoffs in the NLL season, which I find disappointing because when I was doing some research, you know, looking like that there were some really high attendance records for last week's game. Um, and I always feel like the fans deserve a bit better fate than to watch a 16-8 to eight loss. Well, yeah, definitely. And uh, they turned it on in the second half, the Riptide, because they did close in the first half. Well, it was. And that second quarter by the Warriors, we talked about it. They outscored them five to two after being down two nothing. Yeah. In the first in the first quarter. So I kind of actually after the second quarter, I was like, okay, like even if they don't win the game, it seems like it's going to be close. And then uh, third quarter, it just turned into a case where it was, you know, um, you know, it was all riptide, right? It was six nothing, wasn't it? At one point for that third quarter score. Yes, it was, and yeah, you know, right. they're the second lowest team in the East 
the Albany Firewolves are the bottom. And it's just amazing. But, you know, it's not surprising because they've got the highest goal scorer in the league, Jeff Teat. And he really turned he turned it on. I didn't see him yeah, for a he little He was fantastic in that game. It took him a while to get going, but he, I think he ended up with 10 points or close to it. I'm just looking at it here, and I'll share, obviously, so we can look at the, some of the final stats um, and just talk a little bit about that. Uh, there it is there. You can see it, right? So Jeff Teat finishes with 56 goals. Connor Fields with 52. Robert Church from the Rush with 51. Um, Jeff Teat is 136 points, too. So um, – there you go. So he's ends up being the leading scorer in the NLL for this season. Um, and I'm actually going to switch over to the uh, playoff matchups in a bit, but um, what are your other thoughts sort of on the Warriors season as we wrap it up? Well, I think overall we've got enough to have some optimism for next year because once right. Aaron Bull came in, you know, they beat Colorado, uh, they lost by a goal uh, to, who was it? Uh, yes, the Panther City, right. which was a big win for them. Uh, you know, they were close in Calgary. It was 11-9, to 9, so it's, it's not all doom and gloom. I, I think there are ways to go up. I think mostly we want to know that Aaron Bolt is coming back with Aiden Walsh. Right. I know they're believing Aiden Walsh, but we... I think you need that stability in his experience and Aaron's experience. Right. And I think we talked about that off the air this morning. We said that, you know, you're waiting on some of the announcements. Um, and I think one of the more important things is the status of management and coaching, just based on Dan Richardson stepping back during the season, Tori uh, already being the head coach and then taking over as general manager and I'm just going to try and find the Warriors website at the same time, even though we're not going to show it because I'm curious to what's going to happen um, with accordingly now. Like, is he going to stay as the full-time coach? Um, and let's see what kind of moves they make in the off season. It just says interim general manager and head headingly right now. And so I want to share that uh, breakdown of their management team um, because I think it's, going to be a really important part of the team, right? Like, like it's like, how are you going to build an effective team? That's a winner without a stable management team. So Troy is there. Um, that's all tra training staff stuff. Um, equipment staff. Scouts. I'm just looking here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, I think this is an important question to, to discuss what's, the structure of the team going to look like next year? Are they going to hire another GM? Who are they going to hire? Where are they going to find this? Day? Just because um, I don't know how it works sometimes within the, within the NLL, but just from knowing sports leagues, people know people, and there's somebody out there who's got an inside track on who's going to run, especially with the upcoming draft, too. Yes, and I, I, I think... Uh, I don't have any research from it, but I think that Troy accordingly wants to get the job done. One year doesn't do right. He's got a lot more. It doesn't do much. No. Yeah. Uh, he's figured out some things and yeah. now he's, I think he'll become the general manager. That's, that's my gut. Unless he's got somebody in mind that he wants to bring in. 
But that's what's going to be interesting, right? Because I'm just trying to find the 2023 entry draft order here. Um, I'm looking for something uh, 2020. Uh, see this site lacrosse flash I've looked at before. Okay. Because you, know we look- you, you know the the draft. I don't know the the regular time every year. Yeah, neither do I. So it's something to test to look at for the uh, for the future, right? Um, mm-hmm. But so we've addressed a couple of things, right? Because we talked about the status of the team and the players. Um, we're going to share the um, we're going to share the team awards because that's pretty crucial. Let's look at that now because uh, okay, it, because it's it's one of the things I think that's going to indicators too about what's going to happen next season and. I know you and I both voted. And so let's let's break it out here. I mean, I don't think this is any surprise to anybody. And like we said off the top, definitely something was missing uh, last week without Keegan Ball in the lineup. Oh, yeah, there seemed to be a lot of newer players that hadn't played very yeah. much. Yeah, I noticed that too. But I also noticed a, a lack of finish, and I also noticed a lack of uh, leadership maybe, conviction. Just something mm-hmm. wasn't there. Looked flat sometimes, like especially in the third quarter, they didn't look like they were pushing. Um, so yeah, there's there there's Keegan Ball. That's not really a surprise to anybody. Um, entering the final game of the season, he had 87 points. Um, looking at it too, it leads to play goals with nine power places with 15 and shots on goal with 145. Uh, next up, we've got Reed Barring. Again, not a surprise. 15 games. I know how much we talked him up on the show ourselves, right? Oh, um, definitely. He's a great talent. He, he works hard. And so I'm thinking we're going to see those two guys back next year for sure, but I don't, I have to get it. We're going to have to dig and see what plays out. Um, over the course of the course of the off season. And you know that I don't know this. What's the status of Keegan Ball um, and um, Reed now that the, now that the NLL season's over for them and the WLA starts? Are are either of them in the WLA? Keegan Ball. Um, oh, Reed Bowering is uh, he plays for Quentin Madinax. I'm not sure where Keegan Ball plays. Okay. Okay, so that's they'll be recovering from those injuries before they that's start. That's right. Okay. Okay, I'm just looking at the um, at the uh, the uh, WLA site here. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Looks like Tyler Codron's been traded to Langley as well, but we'll leave it with that. So let's keep moving here. Um, rookie, of the, rookie of the year, I mispronounced his name last week and didn't realize until after I went to the game. Uh, I've got it, it for you now. Uh, Keegan Ball is the new Westminster Salmon Belly. So Ball goes to the Salmon Bellies, potentially when, whenever he plays. Um, 
And the next thing we're looking at is Jonathan Gagliardi. I thought it was Gagliardi, but it's yeah. so Jonathan Gagliardi is rookie of the year. Um, so we'll see what he's able to offer um, offer uh, the Warriors for next season. And then unsung hero, and it's actually his birthday today because I found it on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. Tyrell Hamer Jackson. So oh. I found his birthday, so I want to share that up there because uh, and say happy birthday to Tyler. Obviously, um, so Ty, it's Tyrell. Tyrell. Tyler, uh, thank you, uh, Tyrell. So it's, I, I thought it was Tyler for the longest time. And no, no, no. That's good that you corrected me because that's the right pronunciation. Um, so there's Tyrell Hammer Jackson is the unsung hero, and that caps off the team awards. So that's an important thing to share. Um, yeah. I'm I'm actually hoping and I'm thinking that all those guys will be back. Uh, for next year as well. Yes, definitely. I imagine so, there'll be some some changes, but I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, one of those things, eh? Um, I'm trying to think what else. Because, um, what else do we have to wrap up the season? Because... Is oh, there anything well, else that you wanted to share? I mean, there's a few yes, things. Definitely. Um, uh, I will do two things. I will uh, do the, uh, the NL stats and then the playoff picture. What the playoff okay. picture. Okay, so go yeah. ahead with that because that's important right to you. Here now. Okay. Goals, assists, and points. Leading the league in points, Jeff Teat, Riptide, 136. Dane Smith, Buffalo, 132. Mitch Jones, Philadelphia, former Vancouver, 126. Right. Uh, goals, Jeff Teat with 56, Riptide, Connor Fields of Rochester, 52, Robert Church biting at his heels with 51. And yeah, that's, uh, we have the assists, 96, Dane Smith, Buffalo, Mitch Jones, 82, and Jeff Teat, 80 with the Riptide. And uh, leading the league, in penalty minutes, none other. <laughs> Mighty Sean Evans with 82. Yeah. No, no. Reed Bowering didn't play the last two games. He still ended up in fourth in loose balls. I think he would have been almost to the top if he hadn't been injured. But Jake Withers of Halifax, 238. Zach Courier, Calgary, 228. Trevor Batiste, Philadelphia, 218. And, of course, Reed Bowering, 210. Block shots, James Barkley of Vegas with 29, and Reed Bowering, even though he didn't play the last two games, he was in second with 22, and Brett Mitzik of Vancouver, the captain, with 21 block shots. Leading in goalie minutes was Calgary's Christian Del Bianco with 1,080. Nick Rose came in second with 1,056. Goalie wins Matt Vince, Buffalo, 14. Nick Rose and Christian Del Bianco each with 13 from Toronto and Calgary. Now, are you ready for the playoff picture? I am ready for the playoff picture. Talk okay, about it because, because I'm uh, just looking at the WLA site while you were talking too, and it's got Frank Scigliano in there. Um, yeah. Talking about um, Frank Scigliano is one of the leaders for goals against average for the WLA. So that's oh, an interesting little stat, and we'll see where um, – We'll see uh, where um, 
the WLA season goes. Yes, yes. Uh, now, the, the playoffs are 2023. There's eight teams entering to become the champion. The quarterfinal is a single elimination game, winner, win or go home. The conference finals are slated to start next weekend, and the NIL finals are a best of three. Now, in the quarterfinals, they're single elimination games. So the yep. Thunderbirds are going to be playing in Toronto, Halifax. Right. The Mammoth of Colorado will be playing at the Seals. Uh, the Nighthawks of Rochester will be playing in Buffalo against the Bandits. And Panther City uh, is going up against the Roughnecks. And that will be in Calgary. The most interesting thing is that the first place team does not get a buy. So right. you could, I, you know, I don't know that there's going to be any upsets. No one can know. I, I think that uh, San Diego is bound to go all the way. And the conference finals are then a best yeah, of three. Just sharing them here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at this. Two in scheduled May 12th to 15th. And any necessary uh, extra game, game three, would be May 19th to 22. And the okay. finals are a best two of three. Now, I know that used to be the final used to be a one-game shot. But they've, they've, they've improved the playoff pitcher. And, yeah, uh, do you yeah it's, it's an interesting playoff pitcher. Okay. I'm just All looking right. at this. Or you're, you're thinking. Yeah, and I'm thinking about just wanting to talk a little bit more about the schedule, too, because I just got to yeah. get it up and running. We've got it shared. Because what I want to actually look at a little bit that I think is really interesting about this these games is yeah. this Colorado Mammoth-San Diego Seals matchup tomorrow night. Like, I really yeah. wonder how that's going to be, just given the Colorado one last year. Uh, we saw both those teams this year. We saw the the Warriors beat the Mammoth once, then lose to them 12 to five. Uh, you saw the game against the Seals. I didn't see it. Um, looking at, um, obviously because of TSN, I seem to always get the Toronto rock games. Um, and you know what I'd like to do, if you can do it, because it shows the East West matchups here is I'd like you, if you can, to break down the West matchups a little bit more because they're relevant to us. Well, you know, the Mammoth were looking like they weren't going to make it. They weren't going to even be in the playoffs because their record was not yeah. good. Uh, yeah. But if they can beat the Seals, they could repeat. Uh, well, that's what I was wondering, too. But, I, you know, I, I just look at some of San Diego's games this season and some of the games that they played and some of the performances and just some of the, you know, quote-unquote teams that they beat up pretty good, including the Warriors. Um, what that's going to look like um, for them going forward, because we've talked a lot about invariably some of seals just because of who those players are and some of the players that you know better than I do. If you can sort of tell me a little bit about those players. Well, Curtis Dixon was traded from right. Calgary, was the franchise leader there, and right. he made a difference. He was in the Man Cup a year ago. Right. They win the Man Cup, the Langley Thunder. But who was the MVP? It was Curtis Dixon. Right. He is a right. great player. And, of course, Frank Shigliano in goal with the Thunder again. Uh, oh, that's right, right? 
in the WLA. They've got a strong team. There's um, Dane Doby. He's very strong, uh, his, his stats. And then there's Wes, Wesley Berg, who was a Coquitlam Adenac Jr. Right. So I, I, I'm sure that they're going to turn it up. I mean, they've got a strong team. I remember a year ago, I was watching the, uh, the scores on, online, and San Diego ended up winning a game by one goal, mm-hmm. two seconds left. Talk about excitement. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, uh, it, yeah, it, it's yeah, this... an exciting game. And, and I think San Diego, my prediction is that they're going to go all the way and they're going to win it all. San Diego, yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if they're the favorite. I'm just looking down here. Curtis Dixon, Dane Doby. Um, I was trying to see if there's any other names I recognize. Uh, just from just from WLA, um, there's Frank Scigliano. Um other names I recognize with the um, with the uh, you know just with the the WLA and things like that, um, and I think the Seals will be the team to beat. The other thing I was I was looking at a little bit too with this um, with this breakdown, um, you can watch all the NLL games uh, on ESPN Plus and TS. Talked about TSN Plus before. I don't know how many actual live games you're going to get unless you get them rebroadcast. But this other game too is interesting, obviously, because it's City and the Roughnecks. And I think about the games that the Warriors played against the Roughnecks this year that lost in Calgary 11-9, then the home opener where the Roughnecks beat them up really good. Um, and so I'm wondering how the Roughnecks are going to do too. I, somehow I think they they seem like one of the teams to as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and they're different this year because usually what they do, Calgary starts slow and then they eke into the playoffs and then they go all the way to the championship game. Right. But not right. this year. They were firmly in second all the all the way. Right. Yeah, and I guess and we're not covering the East as much, right? But Buffalo versus Rochester, um, and tomorrow it's Halifax and Toronto. Um, yeah. Another player on the Seals who's really good is Kevin Crowley. He's a forward. Okay. He's been around quite a while. So they've got a lot going uh, in that, that lineup. I'm just looking on the, uh, Googling up the San Diego Seals. They're not that many years into the league either. And yet they're in first. So they built a good, solid. Okay, well, yeah. let's... Uh... I guess it's our final time signing off for the year for the WLA season. So it's been a fun season. I'm kind of sad that it's over, but it's not over for good. It's only over for this year. Uh, and so it's been really enjoyable working with you on this. And uh, yes, we're going to keep following the, uh, following the playoffs um, and seeing who emerges as this year's WLA or sorry, NLL champion too. Yes. Because it may not be who we think. Right. Well, there are always surprises in uh, in playoffs. The, the the Leafs actually won a series, so that was a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to focus too much on the on the NHL. Forget the. I still hear local sports yeah. sports talk radio talking about the Canucks, and I'm like, yeah. what? The Canucks are nowhere near the playoffs. Their season is long over, so I'm still wondering why we're focusing on. 
talking about the Canucks when they're not playing right now. But anyway, yeah. um, anyways, yeah, Earl, it's been great working with you on this. And so for the final time this year, we're going to sign off uh, podcast.com forward slash Golden View podcast uh, and on Buzzsprout. We'll talk to you soon. So there you have it, everybody. That is season two, episode 27 of the Golden View podcast. That is Earl Thomas and I from Earl Thomas, the voices final uh, NLL and Vancouver Warriors breakdown of the season. Uh, we'll be back in season three, probably I would say uh, in November, December of 2023, when the 2023-2024 NLL season gets going. And I may have Earl occasionally on the podcast uh, before we take our summer break starting at the end of June to talk about some games in the Western Lacrosse Association. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.